Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Palm Sunday service for 2021. It is March 28th, and yep, it's a year later. Holy Week has begun, and we are still in sort of COVID isolation lockdown. But the good news is this Holy Week, it looks like we're not doing a Holy Week and going further into shutdown is Holy Week, and we're beginning to open up the world. We're beginning to get back out and the end the end of this is approaching so it's a cause for celebration i think and this is the energy of palm sunday it's the energy of hosanna see me got it behind there so this is the energy we're stepping into today it indeed was a lovely day um all those years ago when that day we acknowledged as palm sunday uh, would have happened. It was a day then when you read the scriptures, we see Jesus entering Jerusalem and uh, there was a parade and people are waving their branches and laying coats down for him to write in on. Indeed, it was a day of great celebration, a great acknowledgement and recognizing uh, Jesus for who he was at that time. Um, we know later in the week, things are gonna take a turn and then they'll take another turn and come back to that celebratory energy. But, but let's stay today in this Palm Sunday. And, and um, for those who may not be familiar with this story or familiar with this journey um, that got Jesus there, why, why were they there in the first place in Jerusalem? Well, it was to celebrate Passover. You know, we sometimes forget that Jesus, the disciples, they were observant Jews, you know, call them good old Jewish boys. They, 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 like many thousands and thousands of other Jews from who were scattered all over the area, made the pilgrimage to Jerusalem to celebrate Passover. Um, and, and it's a celebration that the Jews um, observe to this day as part of who they are, their heritage, their identity, their story. In fact, Passover, that celebratory time started um, last night. And, and what Passover is all about is it harkens back to the story of when um, the Hebrews were in Israel, they were enslaved, and in order to uh, convince Pharaoh to free them, plagues were sent. And the worst plague was the 10th one in which all the firstborn would be killed by the angel of death. And in order to make sure that none of the Hebrew firstborn were killed, they were instructed to uh, paint the blood of a lamb over their doorway. So as the angel of death passed through Egypt, it would pass over those homes that had the blood painted on them and uh, there would be no deaths that night. So hence the term Passover and uh, again, celebrated to this day. And truly when we read about the last supper later in, in the story, that was a Passover meal, a Seder that they were um, partaking in. Um, and as Christianity developed, they sort of co-opted, appropriated, if you will, that Passover meal and called it the Last Supper because that was the last supper that Jesus would share with his uh, disciples. So that's that's the reason they were there. And and as we read the Gospels, we we sometimes believe that this was some spontaneous event of Jesus. 
showing up to that celebratory entrance. Um, but it really wasn't. This this was a well coordinated event. It was an intentional event. And it wasn't intentional necessarily to celebrate Jesus. It was really intentional to almost be an act of resistance. Uh, because you see, um, during Passover, when thousands of Jews came to Jerusalem to celebrate, there was often a sense of murmuring and rebelliousness because they were an occupied people by the Romans. And often this would be a time rebellions would start up. So often to remind the Jews at the time that the Romans were the ones in control, what they would do is schedule a massive parade in which the, the, the governor of Judea of the area, Pontius Pilate, would come to town. He didn't live in Jerusalem. He didn't stay there. But it was, it was a show of force that was organized to sort of scare, to instill fear into the Jews at the time. Don't act up. Stay in your place. And here's a show of force to remind you what will happen if you don't. So his Pontius Pilate's, his entrance would have been great fanfare, great parade, horses and military and, and drums and horns and, and just this huge event. So Jesus, in an act of, wouldn't say defiance, but simply resistance, a challenge to the social order of the time, staged his own entrance, staged his own parade. There was no accident that there were people there ready to go to, to, to celebrate him, to lift him up. News of his arrival would have been uh, sent by the disciples ahead of time. And his his entrance also was some say it was a fulfillment of a prophecy i think jesus was just a masterful marketer a masterful salesman if you will and he, because he was also a uh, uh, one who studied the scriptures he knew that there was a, a prophecy from the prophet zechariah way back when that read, rejoice greatly, O daughter Zion, shout aloud, O daughter Jerusalem, your king comes to you, triumphant and victorious is he, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, on the foal of a donkey. So again, no accident that Jesus chose to enter Jerusalem on the back of a donkey to symbolically fulfill this prophecy that who he was and what he stood for was truly what folks should be following. Now, you know, Bible scholars would say, you know, people thought he was going to lead a rebellion and overthrow the Romans. But I think we know that that was really not his goal. That was never his goal. His goal was a form of resistance and subversion, but one not of might, but one of how we live and be with each other. Remember his entire short three-year ministry was one in which over and over and over again, 
he spoke to love. He spoke to subverting the natural and enforced order of discrimination, not by the just by the Romans, but by by Jews towards Samaritans, men towards women, those who were able towards the disabled. He spent three years, three vibrant, well-known years of inviting us to shift that way of thinking and to see everyone as an expression of the divine and to treat them with love, with compassion. Remember when asked what the greatest law was, it was love God with your whole heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as you love yourself, which is a true upending of how people thought then and how people think now. Pilate wrote in representing brute force and willpower and pride and exclusion. Things that when you hear, you can kind of see a lot in the world today that we could probably relate to ourselves. Yep, let me throw myself under the bus <laughs> that I can relate to in my in in my in my selfish human moments when i spend time othering people from different parties or different beliefs when i when i seek to 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 unconsciously put myself upon a pedestal that's that's the energy of pilot that's that's what that really represents for us remember when we when we read the bible and we look at these metaphysical interpretations this is what we're looking at this is this is this is what it is in us and the way we upend that the way we shift from 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 brute force to truly centered power when we shift from 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 pride to humility from exclusion to inclusion from from truly given all the energy to the ego and instead live from our divinity this this is what the entrance of the christ into our lives is all about when we do this we live from that place of the joyful energy that was celebrated on that day and we wave our palms. Remember, our, 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 the, the, the palms that we wave metaphysically represent this idea of, of unlimited strength. We have the strength because the source of our strength is not us in our humanness. The source of our strength is the unlimited abundance that is God, that is spirit, that is love. That's where we draw from in order to subvert, to upend the way we believe success in life should be and live by what really matters, which is again, compassion, service, and love. Jesus was not popular in his time for preaching this message and living this message. And guess what? Those of us who do this today, we're not all that popular either, but this is not a popularity contest. This is a concerted 
intention and exercise in creating the world that works for all. And if we want what we say we really want, a world that works for all, a world of justice and equanimity, a world where there's no discrimination or exclusion because of gender or race or, or, ex or ethnicity or orientation or financial status or ability. If this is the world we really want, then guess who gets to make it happen? You and me. You and me living from that Christ-centered nature rather than that pilot, Pontius Pilate-centered nature. There's a beautiful verse from Joshua 24, 15. I actually have a, a, a wall mural uh, that used to hang in the office at church and, and it's still somewhere buried in a box, but I don't, I don't usually have a lot of Bible verses hanging, but, but this one I love. It says, choose this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Choose this day who you will serve. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. So this day, every day, will you choose to be in service to the energy, the wisdom, the intention of the Christ consciousness unfolding in through and as you? Or will you choose otherwise? Will you choose from the places of fear and force and pride or struggle? I invite you to choose the Lord, choose God, choose spirit, choose surrender, choose openness, choose connection, peace, willingness, love. As we begin to emerge from this time of isolation because of the pandemic, as we begin to emerge and truly reconnect in person, as we begin to emerge and, and, and I don't want to say rebuild, but recreate an experience of life. Do so from that place. Who will you serve in order to create a new world. A quick few announcements before we wrap up today's service. Uh, we will be having a Good Friday service uh, this Friday, and you can watch that online on our website or on our YouTube channel um, starting from 5 p.m. on Friday, and then be back here next Sunday, 10 a.m. for our Easter Sunday service. Um, on April 11th, we are going to be having a Zoom memorial service for our dear departed Pat Devine. So April 11th, that is a Sunday. It's going to be at 12.30 p.m. So after a normal hospitality at on April 11th, 12.30 p.m., please come. Um, and if you have a memory of, of Pat, uh, we'd love for you to be able to share that as well. Our social justice team still collecting books uh, for kids. So if you have books that are uh, new, slightly used, please contact Andrea uh, for that. Her email is a downin, A W 
sorry, I can spell A-D-O-W-N-I-N-G-0607, adownin0607 at gmail.com, and she can give you some further instructions. Uh, we're still in the uh, looking for spirit group host. So far, only one person has stepped forward and said, I'm willing to host a spirit group. We're looking for some more people. We will train you. We will give you all that you need. And and as you know, again, we're beginning to emerge from the pandemic. Many of you have been vaccinated. You can start together in some small groups safely. And we think spirit groups will be a great way to start venture back in as spiritual community into in-person gatherings, even before we might be gathering as the larger community together. So please, looking for some of you to step forward to help host some spirit groups. If you're watching this Sunday morning, please connect with us at Hospitality on Zoom, 11 a.m. All the links are on the website, unityontheriver.org. We'll have prayer chaplains that can pray with you in breakout rooms. Um, our midweek meetup and meditations will continue this week. We're only going to be doing 9 a.m. from now on. So 9 a.m. on Wednesdays, midweek meditation and meetup. Please sign up for our newsletter and our text alerts so you can get all this information. Text alerts, if you're not set up yet, text UOTR to 313131 and you'll get reminders about when events are happening. As always, thank you, thank you, thank you for your generous gifts and donations and investing in our spiritual community. If you wanna make a donation so we can continue to do our online services and also be prepared for when we come back together in person, please visit unityontheriver.org slash donate to make a donation there. Um, you can set up text to give on your phone by texting give, G-I-V-E, to 833-702-4337. Or if Venmo is your jam, and everybody uses Venmo, if Venmo is your jam, you can now Venmo us donation. We are, uh, our tagline, or tag, or handle on Venmo is U-O-T-R-A, the letter A.